Hey guys, what's up? You already know what it is. It's me, David Wims, and I'm about to take you beyond the four walls. I pray this experience brings completion and wholeness to your life in Jesus' name. Share this link with your friends and family if this blesses you. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, reach out to me at Beyond the Four Walls Podcast at gmail.com. That's Beyond the Number Four Walls Podcast at gmail.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You already know what it is. It's your boy David back in the studio. Listen, welcome to 2021, folks. It's been a long, long time since I've been back here in the studio, sitting in the chair behind the mic. It's been all right, but nonetheless, God has been good, and we are here together. Well, I hope you're here with me for the fourth episode of Beyond the Four Worlds. Today's episode is kind of titleless, but I say that because I haven't put a definite title to it. I'll probably put one when I upload the episode, but. Today, I want to answer the question that reads, when you don't know what to do next, when you can't hear God's voice, when you feel like you can't get a word, you know, what do you do? And now, as young believers, as young Christians, like, what do you do? And honestly, I don't think... <clears throat> We always ask ourselves this question in our minds, like, okay, what do I do? Like, God, you feel kind of distant. Like, okay, God, you, you told me to do this, but now, like, okay, God, wh- what do I do next? Um, Sometimes we just kind of, like, go with the flow. I'm, I know, speaking for me, I, I just go with the flow because I'm always trying to find something for my hands to do or for my mind to to you know be occupied with because i i am not fond of doing nothing you know what i mean being idle and so i always i'm busy and sometimes <laughs> that's not a good thing because you could be busy doing good things doing the right things and you can also be busy doing the wrong things or bad things. You feel me? So sometimes, you know, just doing, 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 we don't always have time to think, wow, where did God go? You feel me? So what do you do when you find yourself in that place? And that's not always the case where we're not conscious to the to the fact that, okay, God, um, what do I do next? Sometimes we are well aware that we need to ask the Father that question. We are well aware of the fact that God, I, I, I kind of need some guidance. I need some help, bro. Like, where you at? You feel me? But with all of life's distractions, sometimes that's not always the case. But in other instances, it very well may be. So what do you do about it? Well, I have a few points here um, that I would like to share with you guys um, that I found to be helpful. And um, I want to share them with you, you know? I want to share them with you. So... This is something that I heard from someone. I can't even remember the person to give them credit. But I'm going to read the question again, and then I'll give the answer. So the question that I'm trying, seeking to answer says, when you don't know what to do next, 
when you can't hear God's voice, when you feel like you can't get a word, often, often, folks, listen to me, often, what's next, and this is going to sound crazy, I know, but what's next is most likely the very last thing that God told you to do. The very last thing that God told you to do. And I know that sounds crazy, like, pro, how does that even make sense? But, no, I was thinking about it earlier. And real talk, God is the author and the finisher of your faith. The Bible says that an author writes a book. An author completes a book. That's how he becomes an author. He has to publish a book, right? And God is the author of your life and your faith. He knows how the entire story goes. He knows every segment of it and not just the entirety of it, but he knows the beginning and the end of the segments and the intricate parts of your life. What am I trying to say? This situation that you found yourself in this rough patch, this uh, new transition, this uh, new venture, he knows how it begins and he knows how it ends. So if God spoke to you, whether it was um, through prayer, through the word or by way of an individual or any other way, if God spoke to you and he told you, you know, bro, um, just seek my face, you know, sis, get in the word, um, stay off of social media. We do, we do that. And the thing about that is we, we, we have to continuously um, bring ourselves to the place where we are still doing that every day until God says otherwise, you feel me? And you are at the place now where you're trying to figure, okay, I've been doing that. What next? But that's what I'm saying. The thing that God told you to do last, if you haven't had, heard anything else from God, you keep doing that thing because you may be frustrated. You may be like, oh man, God, like I, I'm being, I've, I feel like I've mastered this. I feel like I've got a hold of this. I, I've been reading my Bible for so long now. I've been praying to you for so long now. I've been off social media for so long now. I, I've done this and I've done that for so long now, God, what do I do? How can I get to the next level? But God knows, like I said, the beginning of the end, even of this transitional period in your life. So trust him because the very thing, the reason why you want to trust him is because the very thing that he told you to do may be the very thing that you need to get out of where you are. And so he told you to do this thing. He told you to read your Bible, for example. He knows just when you are going to cross over to the next level. And he knows exactly what you need to do that. I'm pretty sure if he's the author and the finish of your faith, then by him giving you the instruction, listen, Chris, listen, Damien, listen, you know, read your Bible. That's all you need to do. 
And that sounds crazy, right? Because you're like, I see my situation. I see what I've been going through. I see my struggles. How can this help me when I know within myself it can't completely bring me out of this or take me to this place? So how, how, no, how you, how are you saying this and thinking that is true? Well, it works like this, honestly and truly. If God told you to do something, trust him, number one. You feel me? And number two, when God tells you to go and to do something in your obedience, he is going to lead you and direct you into other things. Even if those other things are under the umbrella of the thing that he first told you to do. And you're going to find that when you obey his instructions, even if you can't see it, even if you're not confident in it, even if you don't, if you're honest with yourself and you don't really trust trust it, I'm telling you, you are going to see the goodness of God while you are still alive, while you are in that situation, leading you out. And it's going to be beautiful, okay? Because he's going to lead you. You feel me? So, point number one, the last thing that God told you to do, you do that. You feel me? Point number two, um, and this might have been what you thought I would have said for number one, but point number two, I, I want to talk about um, point number two, which is don't get idle. You know what I mean? Don't get idle. Don't feel like I've been doing, um, I've been trying to, 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 you know, just brainstorm it, figure out a way, and then you get depressed, you get sad, you get discouraged, you get confused, you might be pretty comfortable, actually, where you are, and you stay there. Even that, can, that, that, you know, that balance of just keeping that, at that level, I should say, is idleness because you, you're not being progressive. You feel me? So, you no. Know, what one of the things that you want to avoid is being idle. Like when you are going after what it is that God has called you to do, you do not want to be idle. You do not want to be idle in your thoughts. You don't want to be idle in your hands. And believe me, rest is good, but idleness is not. Have you ever heard the saying that idle hands, idle hands are the devil's playground? It's the same thing for idle mind. It's the same thing for idle Christian. You know, there's this guy called Marcus Rogers, and he likes to say often that casual Christians will become casualties. Same thing with idle Christians. Idle Christians are going to become casualties because you are, quite frankly, you are in a war for your soul. You are in a war for your mind. You're in a war for your peace, sis. You're in a war for your peace, bro. Uh, you can't be idle. Could you imagine there's a shootout happening in your neighborhood and you were outside, maybe you were uh, getting ice cream from the ice cream shop or you were um, mowing, cutting grass or maybe you were walking from the shop or maybe you were washing the car or hanging out some clothes and the shootout is happening right in the front of you and everyone else 
realizes this is a shootout. I got to get to safety. And you stand in the middle of the shootout. And you just walk just going on. And I'm talking like you in the middle of the shootout. And you stand and just watch. You're doing nothing. You're being idle. Do you really think that's going to go well? Or do you really think that that would probably turn out well? I'm just saying, bro, like, we are Christians. We are in a war. When we even, what's going on in the world now where everyone has to be on lockdown because of coronavirus, your mind is under attack. Your peace is under attack. We can't do as much as we we usually did in times past to be engaging. And yes, things are becoming more and more accessible now as we fight this fight. But there's still internal fights going on in the mind. And honestly and truly, you, you can't afford to be idle even in the slightest because you're, we are in a war, all right? <clears throat> and... Like I say, idle Christians are going to become casualties. You got to keep it going. All right. The third point as to how do we we, we deal with <clears throat> what is uh, 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 the, the thing that we should we should do next when we feel like we're not getting anywhere or we're not uh, really hearing from God or seeing God is. Now, this is not to say don't be idle. But the third point is learn to be still. Learn to be still. I said earlier in the second point that there is a difference between idleness and rest. This is that difference. Learning to be still. Sometimes we do way too much. And that's not just with like talking. That's just not about going out and, you know, always on the go. Sometimes it could be just up here in the brain, in the mind, where you're just constantly thinking, thinking, thinking. We have to learn to be still because, you know what I mean? That's, that's, we are trying to cultivate a place in our heart and cultivate a place in our mind where we can hear from God, where we can draw close to God. And the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. If there's confusion in your mind, you are not going to find God there. You're not going to find him there. We have to create a place where we become still and we are, are, are disciplining ourselves to really, really and truly hear from God and just invite him, invite his presence into our mind. And it's not that he isn't there, but it's hard. It's kind of hard for you to recognize that he's there when you're doing so much up here, when so many things are running through your mind up here. Oh, how am I going to um, um, pay for my school fee? Or oh, how am I going to pay these bills? Oh, man, how? why is this, this person in my life acting crazy? Oh, um, you know what I mean? It's just like so much things going on, bro. I need to find a job. Man, I am. 
I'm really struggling with this situation. Like, be still. Be still. The word of God says it so clearly, so plainly. Be still and know that I am God. You know? And that, honestly, that is probably one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing on this list to do. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that most of you guys can agree because how, how, like, how, bro, like, how do you want me to be still and be calm when there is chaos all around me? And like I said, this is not the same thing as being idle because being still is actually doing something being still is the equivalent to getting down on your knees and praying you know what i mean when you are at your when you are when you humble yourself so that you were sent up to the throne bro when you you stop allowing the chaos to throw you off and to take you from you know the place where you you are confident by faith in the protection of God, in the peace of God, in the love of God. Idleness, idleness does not do that for you. When you are still, you allow God to do that for you. So there's a big difference. You feel me? But yeah, it's like how do you how do you want me to be still when I have so many burdens, when I have so many thoughts when i have so many wants so many goals so many desires like 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 bro i'm trying to go after these things but you are still struggling with what to do next and the only way you will know and the only way that will come is in stillness and just soak that up for a minute because, like I said, that's probably the hardest thing on this list to do, being still. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front because, you know, it's a lot of, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure that a lot of the audience who watches this podcast on YouTube or listen, you're young, probably 20, 30, maybe, you know what I mean? And if not, I'm pretty sure that you still have a lot of things that you want to do and things that you want to get out of life and promises that you you are waiting for God to fulfill. <clears throat> and that's okay. Because doing this, being still, it's the fastest way to get there. Believe it or not, it's the fastest way to get there. Because in, it's like what Paul said. He says, in my weakness... His strength is made perfect. And when we be still, it's the equivalent to doing that because we are now allowing God to take over. We allow we are now allowing God to download the directions and the instructions into our and our hearts and into our minds so that we know where to go. You see, and so you can clearly see that we're not being idle. We are being empowered. We're being filled we are being guided and directed when we be still so i know that's kind of hard 
but that is what we need to do and last but not least last but not least when you don't know what to do when you feel like you can't hear from god when you are really trying to figure out what's next you get in the word now this is probably something that you're gonna be like yeah i know he's gonna say that it's so cliche but no for real bro getting in the word of god is gonna do that for you and this is so crazy for me to say because i'm gonna be transparent for like a minute i am a person i do not like to read i absolutely hate reading okay I, i've gone through a whole college degree and i probably haven't read an an, a full book yet like i just barely do enough because i that's just not my strength but what i found is that whenever i go to actually read and i'm probably i'm mostly talking about the bible because i don't really pick up a lot of books like that no gap but when i go to read the bible like it's like because I, I feel I feel some kind of way about just picking up any book and reading it honestly. But when I go to read the Bible, like it's like, wow, this is this is good. Like, bro, this is what I needed. You no, know, God, you you real. You feel me? And the word of God is going to provide the things, the nutrients that you need that you can't get anywhere else. You feel me? And it's it's really, really what you Ought to be doing all the time not just when you you can't find your way or when you you're trying to figure out what's next because the word says in psalms 119 verse 11 that you know that word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path so it's like this is the thing that was meant to guide you this is what god gave us his word for literally so when you don't know what to do next as a young Christian, as a believer, as a disciple, <clears throat> get in the word. And even when you feel as if you know where God is calling you to do, still get in the word because he is going to tell you precisely how to do that thing that you know that you need to do and how to do it well so that it's not going to be any hiccups there's not going to be any mistakes you're not going to be like wow i could have done that better and that is that is really hard honestly because we we make mistakes the word says that we fall sin and we fall falling short but <clears throat> his word is it's a thing that we need you feel me and <clears throat> the word says in psalms verse sorry in proverbs 9 verse 10 that the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. How does that relate to the word being your guide? Well, first of all, I'm trying to enforce and really show you how the word is. The word is that why. It's that thing. It's, it's going to do what you've been praying and help and crying and asking God to help you do because it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom when I think about what this verse is saying to me 
it's telling me that as I get in the word, because we're talking about wisdom, we know that wisdom comes from God. It's it's saying it here. But as I seek after that wisdom, God's wisdom that's in his word, I'm going to find God. It's the beginning. I'm going to find him. It's the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if I'm a person who is trying to figure out, okay, God, where are you? I should be searching first in the word of God because the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. That's how I'm going to find him. It says that the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So you, if you, you want to figure out what's next, you want to understand how this thing works, then get the knowledge of the Holy One. Seek after that knowledge. How? Read your Bible. You feel me? Read your Bible. Like, God is in His Word always, always, always. So if you feel like like you are really um, in a place where you've been searching for an answer to this question, get in the word. You know what I mean? Like, get in the word. God's word will draw you to him, plain and simple. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter what you're up against. It doesn't matter what you're faced with. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're in a far place. Like, bro, God's word is real. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 23 and 29 says, It's not my word like a fire. It's not my word like a fire, says the Lord. Like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Like, God's word will destroy Every fear, every distraction, every hindrance, every bit of like uncertainty that you are battling up against that rock. He says, my word is the hammer that breaks that rock. So when you feel like, okay, I don't know where to go next. God's word is telling you that the word, the Bible is able to help you to Get over that hurdle. It's, help, it's able to help you to cross that bridge. It's able to help you to move forward. You know what I mean? And a lot of young people who are in their 20s, who are borderline 30s, even in their 40s and whatever the case may be, a lot of people, you know, and young people I'm talking to directly, we are in this place where we feel like if I'm not being progressive, if I'm not uh, um, making moves, if I'm not you know, crossing off my goals and doing this and that, I, like God is not with me or something is wrong. You know, we, we kind of think like that sometimes. And that goes back to being still, honestly and truly, because the word says that patience is a virtue. But when it's time to go and we feel stuck and when we know it's time to go, we need to get in the word because his word is the hammer that is going to break that rock it's going to destroy that hindrance whether the hindrance is up here in your mind in your heart or if it's external his word is powerful the word says that life and death is in the tongue 
and they that love it eat its fruit. What you speak breeds life or death. And if you have been drawn to God, as Proverbs 10, sorry, Proverbs 9 and 10 tells us through the word, then you, you will be more inclined to speak over your situation the word. And like Jeremiah 23, 23 and 29 tells us, if you speak, sorry, like Jeremiah 23 and 29 tells us, the word is the hammer that breaks the rock world. So if you speak in with the, with, with the word of God, which is so powerful that it's able to break that situation, that, that struggle, because you know that, hey, I should be going now. I should be ahead. I need to press forward. I need to push. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. His word is the hammer that breaks the rock. He literally started off by saying, my word is like a fire. A fire is, fire has such inspirational properties. It's destructive. And a fire will continue to burn and consume until it has completely exhausted all of the air accessible to it god's word will eradicate that thing it will eradicate that doubt it will eradicate that fear it does that it does that and so guys you know my encouragement to you is whenever you feel and i'm going to read the question again like you don't know what to do next why you feel like you can't hear god's voice like you like you can't get a word then remember these four things number one often what's next is the very last thing that god told you to do number two don't get idle even while doing the last thing god told you to do number three learn to be still in your doing you can still be still and number four get in the word hey guys this has been great thank you for being here with me and i just think it's so ironic it just crossed my mind the fourth episode four points <laughs> that's crazy but thank you so much for joining me on the fourth episode of beyond the four worlds god bless you let's close out in prayer father thank you for the word father thank you for your amazing and saving grace father thank you for allowing us to reach four episodes of beyond the four walls and i thank you for your peace even as you've just spoken to us as to what we ought to be doing while we're waiting on you, while we're trying to figure out what is next. God, you made it so clear, so gracefully, so kindly, and we thank you for that. Father, I pray for those who are listening even now, who are watching even now, that you will strengthen them, encourage them, empower them, and liberate them. Father, that the place that you've called them to, that because of what you said to us through this podcast, we will get there, and we will get there perfectly. Father, we thank you for your strength even now, and we thank you for allowing us to cross over into 2021, the year of the promise. We bless you, and we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, peace.